0: Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling, Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. And as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Tuesday? Doing great, man. Fresh off a great Monday night football outing, man. We saw
1: Lamar Jackson go off, which was Great to see. Um, It's an amazing game. So uh, happy to talk about that and uh, head into week six, man. It's crazy. We're already six weeks through the season.
0: Yeah. So we'll give you a little breakdown for what we're going to talk about today. Then we'll jump into Monday Night Football Review. Uh, We're going to do MVP odds. Saw these come out. Josh Allen jumped to the top after his win against the Chiefs on Sunday night. Worth talking about. Probably a good time of the season to get in some good bets on some guys who are maybe down the list a little bit. We're going to do a little discussion on the top five quarterbacks for the next decade. That should be a fun discussion. We're going to do a little Thursday night football teaser with your birds. See if you like the uh, birds to take down Tampa Bay. And then we'll do a couple of early week six lines that we have our eye on. Maybe a little taste or maybe a little early week bet uh, on the line right here. But before we do that, let's talk about some champions around business. We have so many giveaways this week, like an unfathomable amount to the point where <laughs> uh, like, my job has gotten significantly harder because we're trying to just give you guys all this free swag so i can't wait to send these all out uh we definitely want to get them out of our treasure trove at this point in time so for pod listeners specifically we'll get to this a little bit later but we're going to give it a do a giveaway specifically on my best bet of the week which i already have which is really dumb because i don't know any of the injury situations but screw it who cares i'm gonna do it anyways uh, we have an Odell Beckham jersey and a DeAndre Hopkins, both signed jerseys. We'll give that away on Friday during this podcast. Can't wait to do that. For the Thursday night game, we are giving away Mike Evans, Devin White, Jalen Hurts, and Miles Sanders jerseys. There are four. So people get your stuff in right now. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Champions Round for more information on all of those. And then we have more on Sunday, more on Sunday morning, more London stuff. Uh, If you've got any Jacksonville or Miami fans out there, and then we have a ton for Monday night football for the bills and Titans. So stay locked in with us. Hopefully we'll send you out some free swag soon. So let's get to the MVP odds, Dan. Uh, These came out Sunday night and have now been adjusted after Lamar Jackson's performance last night. So we'll talk about Lamar a little bit as we get into these MVP odds and his performance last night, which was absolutely insane in the comeback. So right now all quarterbacks on the list as we go down, uh, MVP odds live right now from DraftKings. Allen plus four fifty, Kyler Murray plus five hundred, Dak plus seven hundred, Herbert plus seven hundred, Brady plus eight hundred, Safford plus a grand, Rodgers plus plus twelve hundred, Lamar plus twelve hundred, and Mahomes plus eighteen hundred. So, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that they had the list right? And are there, are there any guys down the list that you're looking at that you think that can provide great value here? I
1: think Lamar is great value, man. Like fresh off of of prime time, where we saw, we saw him. I mean, this is the like the third time that he's had to claw the Ravens back into the game. Like, yeah, they got bailed out by Justin Tucker um, on one play, on one game. But, you know, on, this is just the Lamar Jackson show, and there's a lot of hate on whether he could throw the ball. He's proving that because he's putting up career numbers. Um, so I really think that there's good value on Lamar Jackson right now, especially if Baltimore can climb their way up up the division and potentially get in a playoff spot. That that's really going to obviously boast his – his opportunity there. But the person I really like is Justin Herbert there. They have a 24th strength of schedule left in the season with 12, 12 games remaining. And this guy's putting up ridiculous numbers. He's, he's uh fourth in the NFL in passing yards. The chargers just look like a real team, like under Brandon Staley, man, they just cl- they just had a, a great game against the uh, Cleveland Browns, which was a tough matchup shootout affair. One of the best games of the weekend um, along with the, the bills and the chiefs. But, You know, I'm a believer in Herbert, man. In year two, this guy looks legit, and I don't see any reason why you can't back him right now as an MVP uh, favorite. Um, Just based off what we've seen, it's his team. He's got Mike Williams looking like one of the best receivers in the NFL right now, plus you got Keenan Allen and Eckler's going off. Like, this squad's tough, man. And if this team continues on this this, uh, path, he's got it.
0: Uh, I'm trying to really hide my smile right now. You know how I feel about my Oregon (laughs) boy. Uh and to, to see to see Herbert succeeding, not only succeeding as an Oregon duck, but in LA, yeah, uh just warms my heart. I am so <laughs> I'm so I'm like genuinely happy for guy. I genuinely don't like I'm not someone who generally gets happy for like random quarterbacks, guys who I don't really yeah. know, but I'm like genuinely happy for the guy. And the fact that Tom Telesco and I can't believe I'm saying this, the Spanos family made a great, great hire with Staley. I right, his decision making. Yeah is unbelievable, and the trust that he has in a second-year quarterback who's 23 years old is yeah. outstanding. It's unreal, but every single decision that they're making is analytically progressive, it's smart, it's well thought out, it's aggressive, it's awesome, and it's everything that you need, and you have the trigger guy to do it. So I, I agree with right. you. If they end up winning this division, which looks like they ha- they're going to have a real shot at this, plus 700 is probably good odds, and you're probably not going to see it a lot lot higher than that if he keeps rolling yeah. like this. So Yeah, this yeah, is the like time it. to buy I like Herbert a lot. You might be able to see if he has like a, a bad game and they lose. Like you may get to see like maybe a grand here, but you're not really – I would put a little sprinkle on it if you like Herbert here. Uh, I like the Lamar value also. I would have liked it before that game. He was plus 2,500 coming into that game. He dropped all the way down to 1,200. So I feel like I missed a little bit there. But yeah, yeah. He's, playing, he's playing out of his mind. And something that I saw on Twitter last night, Jonathan Bales, uh, who used to work with Action Network uh, or had a company acquired by Action Network, said that – All of his rushing attempts are basically act as a hundred percent completion percentage, uh, which is not something that I had ever thought about before, but is obviously true. Uh, You have to factor that in when you're talking about efficiency and overall value to a team and uh, him and I guess Josh Allen too, and Dak with their scrambling abilities. And I guess Jalen hurts also we'll talk about your boy later, but all of these runs are just acting as these hundred percent completion percentage, Uh, super valuable and what he's doing to dig them out of these deficits late in games is awesome. And he's passing the ball so much better than he has in the year past. Mark yeah. Andrews going for, I think, in uh career night. Scott Fishbowl, I think he had about 42 burger last night. That didn't help my squad. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's really turning that team around. And uh, I'm excited to see what the Ravens do going forward. I think that them versus the Browns in that division is going to be a great, great battle coming down the street. It is. It is. It really is. And uh, that division is just tough now. And I think Lamar's
1: making it really interesting just because the, how much the Ravens have been injured and, and working their way through. I mean, they have no running backs left if you're trotting out Latavius Murray and you're activating Tyson Williams after deactivating him for a week. So I just think it's just the the weapons around him, the lack thereof. You got to you got to put him in the conversation for sure.
0: Yeah, is there anybody else on the list that kind of intrigues you? I'm looking down. I mean, Mahomes at plus 1,800, he could absolutely go yeah. off. So I, I feel like they're still – we get the extra week this year, so they're going to they're gonna come back. They're going to end up winning 11 games or something like that. He is leading the league in, like, every passing category still. Uh, the turnovers are obviously an issue, but it, he's leading the league in well, he's second in passing yards. He's first in touchdowns. I, it's Mahomes. Like, you're never going to get Mahomes less than, like, plus 1,800. I feel like it's probably worth a sprinkle at this point.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably going to come down to the record, you know, like that. That's going to be his competition. Like they haven't the last few years, they haven't lost that many games, and you see them struggling out the gates because their defense is atrocious. So if that continues, I got to expect other players or other quarterbacks to have a better record, which would in turn have better odds at at uh at the the uh, MVP award. I mean, even Tom Brady, right? Like he he's got to have to pass Tom Brady, and the Bucks don't look like they're on any path to. To uh, start losing games here. If anything, it's going to be easier for them uh, the further they get down the the uh, the season, as well as Matthew Stafford. Like the Rams, you know they're they're pretty much running through their division too, with San Francisco kind of uh, hitting hitting a wall there with injuries. Seattle sucks, and you know they've been riddled with injuries as well. So you know it's him and Kyler, and I think that those guys both have better odds right now than Mahomes is given the right the record.
0: Yeah, so I think the the question on Mahomes is that we're assuming that that defense is going gonna continue being relatively terrible. So he's gonna yeah. be playing. He's gonna be playing from behind. He's gonna have to score a lot of points. There's a, a chance lot. that we get to uh, we get to the end of the season and he has six thousand passing yards and f- <laughs> 55 50 touchdowns. touchdowns. <laughs> Just because, not even because like, yeah, he's playing great and he's Mahomes or whatever, but because he has to to keep his team in these games, he's gonna be throwing yeah. all four quarters. So that would be kind of my play on it. Like somehow the defense stays this bad, but they're able to overcome it. Like look sure. at what Mahomes did. He kept this whole team alive. He has 6,000 passing yards and 55 touchdowns. We've never seen a season like this in NFL history. I can see it. I, I see the story in my head, whether or not that's able to pass up a Josh Allen, who's you know 16 and one with 10 rushing touchdowns. I, I don't know if that's possible, but I, I think there is a play on Mahomes here. Plus 1,800.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brady's right behind him in those TD passes. Um, And then you got Dak, too, who's also been slinging it. And then you got Herbert right behind him. So it's going to be stiff competition, man. It's going to be a great battle to see how this uh, season progresses, who's going to
0: kind of uh, move ahead in terms of that MVP race. All right, so let's move over to the other conversation that I wanted to have, which was you have to pick five quarterbacks for the next decade. You're building a team from scratch. Who are your five quarterbacks? This was really tough for me. I have like seven or eight names on the list. I I kind of know what the top three is, and then it's kind of interchangeable for me. But I, I wanted to get someone else's opinion on uh, who you would take on this list.
1: I mean, you got to take Mahomes number one. Uh, I think that that's that's pretty clear. Number two, this is where it gets kind of tricky for me. Like, I still see the argument for Russ, but I'm going to lean towards Josh Allen here only because of the youth factor and. I think the Bills, what we saw them beat beat up the, the Chiefs, this team could be the AFC uh, favorite right now. And they are the AFC favorite right now. But I, I could see them easily making a path to the Super Bowl, considering that their defense is actually legit along with their offense. And it's off the strength of, of uh, Josh Allen here. And so i, I got to give him some some credit. So I think if you're building a franchise just with his size, his arm strength, his is obviously his progression, uh, I think he's got to be number two not go Russ Kyler and close it out with your boy Herbert I mean he's if he's got this coaching staff with him along with the talent there's no reason why he can't be uh someone to build around for the future
0: yeah so my top three one I agree with the guys that you put in there I have Russ at seven actually right now outside looking in on this list because he's 32 all these other guys are below. like I think Dak is the oldest here. Dak is what mm-hmm. 27, 28? So mm-hmm. I think that that youth, like, yeah, you are going to get another seven years, probably maybe eight years, good out of Russ. Maybe True Breeze, man. man, he could easily he could easily go longer than that. <sighs> yeah. Whoa. So if he's in, Pete Carroll's probably going to yeah. die in the
1: process of that. But
0: <laughs> if he's in for another decade, I would probably have him fourth on this list. I just wasn't sure about the age and. Yeah, yeah. Now we have we have maybe I'm over overlooking this cuz of the finger issue this week. Uh I have Mahomes one, Allen two. I have Herbert three just because Ooh. I think that his I think his well, one I'm a homer. So let's be very yeah, clear right, about right. that. <laughs> but but I think that his style of play with the coach he's with with his mobility and that arm, like that arm's not going away anytime soon. I think that no. that arm is is more sustainable than I love these running quarterbacks, and for a year I might take them over a guy like Herbert or even Allen. But we've seen this. It gets to 30 years old, 29 years old. You can't scramble the same way. So in terms of playing for the next decade, which is this question, I'll take Herbert's skill set over Kyler and Lamar and Dak, who I have four, five, and six. So that's kind of where it gets tough. I don't have any of the other young guys other than Herbert anywhere close to this list. Burrow, Lawrence, I don't really have them close right now. We haven't seen enough. They're, they're good no. players, but I, I think that that top seven, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Kyler, Lamar, Dak, Russ, I think that's pretty set in stone for me.
1: Yeah. And you got to, I feel like the surrounding pieces are certainly going to factor into this. And, you know, when you're yeah. talking Burroughs and and Trevor Lawrence, like, I don't think we're going to get a good gauge on Trevor Lawrence until they get some kind of competent leadership in Jacksonville. So he's not even going to be anywhere close. Like I, I put a lot of quarterbacks over him. Um, And like, yeah, I agree with you, like in terms of the scrambling quarterbacks, like the longevity just isn't there. Um, You know, Mike Vick was probably the best case, you know, maybe Randall Cunningham. And, you know, there these weren't, you know, 10, 15 year quarterbacks. Right. So I think that there's certainly a shelf life there that you got to account for in this decision. And, you know, Russ, I think, is is closer to Drew Brees than a running quarterback. So the only reason why I like him in here, just given his pedigree, he's already got a Super Bowl ring and. Assuming that he can get healthy again I think he should be straight
0: yeah I would say that Russ is more of a pocket scrambler than an actual scrambler and someone that knows how to slide and get away from stuff Dak Dak kind of has that too I mean I know he had the freak injury last year but he's more of a pocket scrambler than a downfield scrambler like Allen's way more of a a runner than than Dak is so I wouldn't have issues Mm -hmm. he's Al's just such a like a
1: freak he's just a monster man like six five coming at you like that's way different than like six foot you know six foot one something like that so yeah, Al, and he's he's very strategic. Like their QB runs, I feel like he doesn't even even really get touched that much, and he still slides. Um, so yeah. he's a very intelligent runner as well.
0: Yeah, so I think that we have our list here. I'd be interested to to pose that to to more people and see where they land on this. I might be too high on Herbert after 20 career games, uh, but I just think that that skill set that skill set plays everywhere.
1: I mean, best case scenario, I, I, with those weapons, like I don't, Eckler's not going anywhere. Um, you got the solid receiving core. I like that they picked up Jared Cook, and you still have some bench strength behind him in drafting uh, McKitty and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. I think that Justin Herbert's going to be here for a
0: while. I think the one thing that they did really well, I'm not sure that they did it on purpose, the game plan just kind of lended itself to it. But th- we were talking about last week that their yards per attempt was really, really shallow. They let mm-hmm. it fly this week with with Herbert's arm, uh, which is something that they should do more. And as they go forward into the draft, like, Getting a guy like imagine like a Deshaun Jackson type on this team, where just like, all right, Herbert, go sling at 70. We got someone scrambling down the field for you. That's something that's gonna play for a long time with Herbert in this offense.
1: Yeah, you gotta figure that's like Jalen Guyton, right? And then yeah, you know, it used to, and it used to be Mike Williams, but now they've been using him as the X. They finally blew the top off against one of the best teams, the, the one of the best defensive teams. So it's like almost like Staley's just playing uh chess while they're all playing checkers, man. He's like you, you've, you've been thinking that Mike Williams is going to come across the middle. No, no, we're going to throw you two bombs. I mean, yeah, it was broken coverage, but I don't know, man. I think he's outsmarting a lot of people, and when you have a, a coach that's already thinking so advanced, like that's only going to benefit the quarterback. So I don't know. I, I'm really high on his prospects, man. So I'm with you there. So I'll, I'll stand with you. Charge Super Bowl bet. We are putting it in now? I mean, shit. We might, we might as well sprinkle something <laughs> on it, man. We're talking heavy right now, so – um, I just don't, I don't know. They got a good defense. They're they're seemingly healthy right now. And I,
0: I don't see any reason why they can't certainly be uh, contenders right now. So I'm with it. All right. Let's move over to uh, a little Thursday night football action. So I know we got your birds. They're hosting Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is minus seven at Philadelphia, over under 52 and a half right now, according to DraftKings. Uh, what do you like in this game? What do you think of the matchup? And do you think the uh, birds have any shot at uh, maybe making this back-to-back wins? dude i don't know man i i hate betting on my squads to be honest i never
1: bet on virginia tech i almost never bet on the eagles so if i had to make a decision i'm gonna go the under here 53 and a half interesting stat from our action tool um in thursday night games with a game tool that opens at 53 or higher the under is 13 and 4 all time 76 and a half hit rate to the under now, I think that there's a lot of bias, obviously, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, they could probably put up 53 on their own, right? Um, and they they put up 48 on the, on the Falcons, 43 on the Miami Dolphins. So, like, I feel like the public's going to be assuming this is going to be a shootout. And Thursday night games suck. I mean, yeah, we were blessed with that Tampa Bay-Dallas game that was awesome. But, like, for the most part, they're pretty boring. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like this is going to be a letdown for the game total at least like and I don't really know what I'm gonna get out of the Eagles man like their offense moves the ball sometimes they get to the red zone they never convert and then I don't know the, I don't know how I can really place it on the Carolina game because Carolina's offense just went anemic in the second half so like I don't I don't trust the Eagles but you know I, I think it's gonna I hope it's gonna at least be competitive because I want to watch and support the squad but yeah I'm not putting too much too much into it so I'm gonna go the under here
0: so I always discount that week one Thursday. That's not a real Thursday night game. You have no. months to prepare for that game. It doesn't matter. You're not time. on four days rest. Like that one doesn't count. It's a throwaway Thursday night right. games stink. Always fade your fantasy guys on Thursday night. Unfortunately, you have two always. really good teams here. You have two really good teams with a, like a lot. Well, maybe the, the Eagles aren't good, but they have a lot of fantasy guys. So it's tough to kind of put them off your roster at this point. But I, I generally lean towards the under here. I think it is high. I would take the under. I like Tampa Bay as a teaser piece a lot. I think that they'll win this game. Uh, I did the very rare midweek cross week teaser with Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Oh, a uh, little Monday, Monday, Thursday, week <laughs> five, week six combo platter. Uh, I don't, I don't know. The I don't mind time, it. I don't know the last time that I've ever done that. Uh, I definitely wrote it off when they were down 22 to three last night, but uh, thank you. Thank you, Lamar. Thank you, I Lamar. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And now I can I can free deal. I can place Eagles plus seven plus seven and a half. Hedge it out a little bit. Love that opportunity. Uh, I think Tampa Bay will win this game. They're just so good. And two minute. I actually do think this game will be close in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Two minutes, five minutes left. I, I trust Brady to go ahead and get this done. I'm a little worried about Hertz being able to scramble because of how good the Tampa Bay defensive line is. Uh, and if yeah. he's not able to move outside of the pocket and make throws down the field, they might get waxed in this game. If he's able to escape the pocket here, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to throw the ball deep down the field. Like, I, I think that there's a chance that Rager could have a big game. Uh I definitely see this as a Devontae Smith game. Uh So if, if he was able to get outside the pocket, I like this a lot for the Eagles. But all Yeah, but it's one on thing game.
1: we've... It, it's one thing if we've seen like their Eagles aren't going to be running the ball. if, if anyone's going to be running the ball, it's because Jalen hurts is running for his life. Um, but they can pass. They, they can certainly pass on the secondary. It's just a matter of are they going to be able to get separation and can he hit those throws? So I'm with you there. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Jalen hurts have a, have the most passing yards that he's had in the game. But you know, I also could see the, the Tampa Bay defense kind of buckling down on this inconsistent offense.
0: Can you go through and explain to me what's going on with the Eagles defense right now? Because it seems like they're on this wild roller coaster. Maybe it's just uh, matchup dependent, but they started off great. They had a two-week where they are just giving up like 80 points, and then last week they were really good in the second half. So I I, I want someone who's watching every game a little bit more closely than I am to explain to me what the fuck is going on with the Eagles defense.
1: Dude, their linebacking course sucks, and they haven't invested in that in that position in quite some time. And I think right now, like I saw Fletcher Cox said before last week's before last week's game, that defensive coordinator hasn't really, he doesn't know what his role in the off and the defense is. And that's pretty concerning because that's their best defensive player. And I think they finally, I think the coaching staff heard that they put Fletcher Cox in more positions to get pressure. We saw Darnold really struggle and he almost looked, he looked shook out there. And I know a lot of people were, were seeing this, uh, Darnold turning the corner in his career here. But, like, I think once they actually put pressure on him, they got real for him. And so if they can continue to do that, I see no reason why they couldn't be a pretty – a decent defense. But their secondary is also still a bit suspect. And, um, you know, Darius Slade did come away with two interceptions, but they haven't really been turning over the ball that uh, – getting takeaways that much. So I don't put much stake in the Eagles in general. Uh, I think this is Dallas's division to lose at this point. And, you know the NFC lease just isn't that great, so I, I just think this inconsistency is going to continue with a with a team that doesn't really have many defensive uh, anchors to really bolster that defense. And going up against the bet one of the best offenses in the game, like you're going to, we're going to go back on that roller coaster back down to the dip of them being
0: not that great. Got it. Okay, so we're going, we're probably going Tampa Bay minus seven in the under here. Let me get yeah, probably <laughs> let me let me get a score prediction, and then we'll move on to week six lines. Uh mm,
1: 35
0: 14. Ooh. Alright. Yikes. That's not I don't I don't game. have much faith in I don't have much faith in them, man. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how they're gonna do it. All right. I think that we're close to the same score tonight. I had 30-21 uh Tampa Bay. I think it'll be a little bit closer than you think.
1: All right.
0: All right. Hey, I'm here for it. As an Eagles right. fan, I'm here for it. All right, love it. Let's move on to week six lines. Let's start off with the team that lost on Sunday night football. Kansas City is minus seven at Washington. Uh, seems like a high line. Kansas City hasn't been covering all year. But Washington's defense, as we've seen, is pretty trash. This could be trash. definitely an overplay. Definitely an overplay. You've seen that Washington can move the ball. Washington's offense is actually very competent against bad defenses. This is another one here. Sure. This strikes me as almost exactly how the Kansas City Eagles game went. Was ended up 42-30 and the Eagles or Kansas City was also minus 7 I believe at Philadelphia. So, kind of sure. strikes me as the same. I could actually see the Chiefs end up uh covering this game. How about you? I think the Chiefs
1: are going to probably blow blow them out because the Chiefs are coming off of another tough another another tough loss. And we saw Mahomes come bounce back and throw five touchdowns against the Eagles, so I think he's going to do that right again against the uh, the, the the Washington football team. And for streaming sake, like if you guys are in a bind, I know this is starting to be bye week in fantasy, but Taylor Heineke is certainly an option against uh, a really bad KC defense, so or and secondary. So I think in this a high scoring affair, which is likely going to be. Could definitely see. Uh, some value there. But yeah, I think this this is going to be a landslide for KC. I don't really see anything from the Washington defense that gives me any kind of confidence that they're going to be able to either get to Mahomes or stop their offense.
0: Who do you like in the Kansas City backfield now that CEH is out in terms of a maybe a streaming option or someone to pick up in fantasy? Do you Lane Williams or is this maybe a McKinnon pickup?
1: Yeah, fab wise, I'm definitely going to spend up for Darrell Williams. And you know maybe if you don't get him, if you get outbid, it'll certainly be nice to get Jarek McKinnon because he's We've seen Mahomes utilize that scat back before, so he's got good hands. I don't expect him to get a lot of carries. so goal line work's all going to be Darrell Williams, but wouldn't be surprised if we see McKinnon sprinkled in here quite a bit, um, especially if Casey's ever playing
0: from behind. All right, let's move on to our next game. Chargers plus three at Baltimore. Both teams coming off of big wins. My initial thought on this was, well, let's fade the Chargers, and then we saw what happened with the Ravens. Now they're on short week, and they just gassed themselves out for the entire second half, trying to make a comeback in this game. Now I'm thinking that I'm on the Chargers plus three. Maybe this line is just perfect and it's to stay away, but I can definitely see the Chargers rolling into uh, Baltimore. They look like the better team right now. Baltimore's pulling these games out of their ass. Chargers look like a more complete team to me. Uh, what's your thought?
1: Ravens are scary, man. Like I don't know how they keep pulling it out, but uh, this, this line seems like one of those sketchy, fishy ones that I'm probably going to stay away from because, like, we all watched it, right? Like we, it was a crazy game. Went into OT, and then you got, you know, the Chargers going through this shootout. Like everyone would assume that the Chargers would walk all over them. So the fact that, you know, they're they're three point dogs here. It's yeah, I don't, I don't know if I trust it.
0: The Ravens basically had to hit like a five game parlay in order to win that game last night. Like they come down, they get the two point conversion that goes great. Then they block the kick. Then they come down, they score, they get the two point conversion. Then then they fuck up. On the personal <laughs> foul, oh, well, actually the yeah. NFL fucked up on uh on Jack Doyle shoving that guy's head into the ground. There's got to be some sort You're of right. replay mechanic for that crap. But yeah, agree Blankenship comes in, shanks it. Then they get Flows the coin up. toss. As soon as they get the coin <laughs> toss and they won, I think everybody and their mom knew that they were going down the field and scoring a touchdown. Colts yeah. wouldn't be able to stop me playing quarterback at that point. They were gassed out, <laughs> but. It's just a wild – they needed every single thing to go right for about 20 minutes of that game for them to get back in it. Uh, and that takes a lot out of a team, especially on a short week on Monday night. So I have yeah. to imagine that the Chargers are going to come in here. Maybe Chargers' first half is a good bet here, thinking that they're mm-hmm. going to come in. They, they've they shown that. I mean, they played at Washington earlier in the year at that 10 a.m. West Coast schedule. They should right. be used to it. They should know what's going on. I expect them to come out hot. I don't know if I'd take them for the game. Plus three might be a little bit tight. But I do believe that uh, they can come out in the first half and maybe win the first half here. All right, let's move over to Arizona at Cleveland. Like I said earlier today, the best bet already that I have on the board, something that I have already bet, is Cleveland minus 2.5. Hosting the Cardinals. Cardinals had the biggest fake win of the season uh, last week. Uh, We had San Francisco, who was my best bet, unfortunately. Uh, Eight of nine drives, they crossed the 50 and only scored 10 points against Arizona. Arizona offense, Kyler had a little bit of an injury there at one point. Uh, what is your thought on this game? And do you think that uh, the Browns have any shot of winning this game after basically gassing themselves out against the uh, Chargers last week?
1: I do. I think it's it's officially time to fade Cliff Kingsbury. And I just think that this is a Stefanski, knock him in the mouth, punch him in the mouth type game. Uh, we see Nick Chubb starting to get uh, his his legs back. Kareem Hunt looked great. I think this is going to be a good spot. Even Baker Mayfield figured out how to throw the ball again. I know he's been battling some shoulder issues, but I think this is the wrong team to face uh, coming off a win where I think that they didn't really get to, to, to see the real San Francisco 49ers. We know that they've been dealing with some injuries. But Trey Lance, I think that that was kind of a layup for them. He wasn't ready yet. I think with that bye week, it's going to really help them. and and give him the keys to their, their offense. But yeah, I think that this is the, this is the wrong matchup and the bad timing for the, uh, the Cardinals. So I'm going to take the uh, Cleveland Browns here. I know that this is probably your best bet of the week, right?
0: Yeah, it is. Let's go. Let's do it. We're going everything on the Cleveland Browns minus two and a half. Please say that line in Vegas. That's where it is right now. I anticipate that by the time that we get to Thursday and the circle lines come out, it will be minus three Cleveland. Which yep. will make me mad because the Browns somehow like fucking me every time I bet them. But oh oh well, we'll deal with that on Sunday. Uh we got we got two more lines to talk about before we head out this week. Uh Dallas minus four at New England. This seems like maybe a little spot where Dallas is getting a little bit too much love. And uh maybe New England plus four at home would be a good bet. What is your thought on this one?
1: I tend to lean towards New England here mainly because, you know, we saw, I mean, I thought that they were going to take care of business against Houston and then Davis Mills to start decide to actually play quarterback. And uh, you know, it's just at Foxborough. I think Dak's going to run into a little bit more pressure than he's seen before. Um, at least, um, you know, just playing in that climate. I know it's only October, but I still feel like playing in New England is still uh, you got to lean towards the, the home field there a little bit, just different playing in Gillette stadium and, as good as the Cowboys have been, um, I think we're going to see Dak face a little pressure up front. And uh, I don't know. It's going to be a tougher day for them. And I think most people are probably leaning, oh, you know, Mac Jones versus the Cowboys. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm fading the narrative
0: here. I think that this could be a letdown opportunity for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm glad that we're on the same page. I think that New England plus four is a really good number. I think that the coaching mismatch is something that it will be underrated in this game. Belichick versus Mike McCarthy. McCarthy is right. not someone that I believe in, generally, for making the right decisions when it comes down to uh, crunch time. So I definitely see New England getting this done at plus four. I don't know if they went out right, but definitely right. Like a spot where Dallas is going to get slowed up a little bit, probably like the under in this game, to be honest with you. And I think that Dallas is getting really lucky. Look, their their defense is much improved, but their turnover regression is coming. At some point it's coming. You cannot keep forcing turnovers the same way that they're doing right now. Right. I see that changing a little bit this week. I think that they may lose the turnover battle. And I think New England will get plus four done. All right, so we got two that we really like together. We'll talk about these more on Friday when we make our official picks. But one game to get to Monday Night Football: Buffalo minus five and a half at Tennessee. Seems like this would be a great spot to fade Buffalo. You got the balls to do it? I don't, man. I I just don't <laughs> trust
1: Tennessee. I can't trust them. Uh, Tannehill. He just needs his web. Like I don't know when Julio's coming back. Uh, I think he's still listed as questionable for this week. So. And to, um, AJ Brown doesn't look healthy uh, no surprise because he's never been healthy his entire career he's always playing with an injury um, but it's really going to be a case of can Derrick Henry um, just carry this squad even more and he's been playing some cake defensive l- defenses as of late and uh, I think this is where he's going to face a little bit more trouble up front uh, Buffalo's defense is really stout and uh, I like the way Buffalo's been playing so I'm going to ride with him five and a half here don't love the number but I think that they're gonna they're they're gonna take care of business here.
0: I mean, I I hate that number, hate it. It's in the Vegas dead zone. It if is it was seven. If it was seven, I would definitely be on Tennessee. If it was like four, I would definitely be on Buffalo. Right now, they're Vegas is just trying to screw you one way or the other. So yep. this this smells like a stay away to me. If I had to take a, a pick, I would take Tennessee, just five and a half at home with a decent team, dec- decent enough team. I think that's probably a okay number. Uh, I think that Buffalo will have a lot of success against this defense. Tennessee, in order to cover that number, is going to need the under to hit. Uh, so we'll see if Tennessee's defense can step up. They could shorten the game a lot if Henry is running the ball as effectively as he has been, but I don't necessarily know that, that that's something that they're going to be able to get done against the Stout Bills defense. We'll see. I mean, like you said, AJ's, AJ's a little banged up. Julio, I assume, is going to be back, but Tannehill hasn't been playing great. The Titans' offensive line is a little bit of an issue.
1: Defensive suspect.
0: <laughs> Buffalo's just really good right now. But this is like the – you know what I was talking about last week with Cincinnati, just like the gross bets that you're supposed to make? <laughs> this is definitely a gross bet that you're supposed to make is plus five and a half at home on Monday night versus a team that just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a spot to bet on the Titans, which means I'll probably do it and regret it later. But it's something that I got to what, do.
1: What, what a shitty push from Cincinnati, man. Like They, they had
0: the game in the fucking bag. And we were exactly exchanging.
1: It's like, oh man, they had it. They had it.
0: For what it's they worth, I did have I did have a Cincy plus three and a half in there. All right, nice. So that so, so that was good. But I so. we also did have in circa my idiot friends had Green Bay minus three. That was a push. So I was kind of like not rooting for that game at all. Right. I just wanted it to be over with. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> betting Cincinnati in the gross spot was the right thing to do. They had more than it enough was. opportunities to win that game, but they right. were also behind by eight with a couple minutes left. So. I don't know. Nothing really special happened there. I'm happy that I don't have to watch that game anymore. (laughs) All right. That does it for this week. Episode 20 of gambling with gold is in the books. We will be back with episode 21 on Friday with our five best bets against the spread until then follow champions round on Instagram and Twitter for more information on all of those giveaways. And we will be giving away the Odell and Deandre Hopkins Jersey uh, on Friday during the podcast. That'll be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, go to our Twitter and Instagram for more information on that giveaway. So, until Friday, Dan, have a good week and uh, let's win some bets. Let's go, birds.